Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Crit Chat, where a group of DMs get together every single week and talk about the important things in life, like how the only thing standing between me and watching Elf nine times in a row is this podcast. So <laughs> let's get this shit moving. You bitches. are exactly the same as my entire family. Every, every Christmas. We have with us Alfred Clark, also known as Penny Blue. Hello. We have Harry, also known as my cousin. Hi, I'm Harry. <laughs> we, we also have Caillou, also known as Rules Master McGillicuddy. Uh, a what? Rules Master McGillicuddy. Hey, are you also a rules lawyer? Because oh. I am, oh, I am no. kind of like a recovering rules lawyer. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It depends on your definition of rules lawyer, but because there are a few. That is the most yeah, rules lawyer thing anyone has ever said, Kai. It it is, <laughs> and I. It also sounds like something I would say. <laughs> you just, you just rules lawyer your way to being a rules lawyer. Offy doffy. Uh, you also have me as your host, is my Hutton, also known as a teacup gamer. Um, so this week we got are talking about how to make uh, crafting fun in Dungeons and Dragons, and how to do crafting in Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, this it's it's that time of year again where we're doing a subject that I have absolutely no input in. Um, so I get to sit back and listen to you guys while getting steadily drunker and therefore more belligerent and therefore more likely to start flipping through the boyfriend manual to look for newer, sexier creatures. So, <laughs> hope you guys are ready to kick this off. Who yeah. wants to start talking about like how to do? creation of things whatever what are you guys up to <laughs> well what i mean how like how much so you, do you have no crafting <laughs> in any way oh i have never craft well i like i have crafted things in that i have made items yeah. and i have made things in games but i've never done it so that the players do it i've never been in a thing that they're like hey players here's like do you want to craft here's to do it literally someone suggested doing this and i was like cool i, I think yeah. honestly having having played a crafting character is probably enough to at least have some input because you know what is fun and what isn't fun, and crafting characters are something that, in my opinion, can notoriously be you getting really annoyed at the GM for their decisions about the crafting mechanics in their game. Yeah, okay. um, yeah like every everything, all, all of the other like GM like uh, rulings are always completely fine because it's like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, okay, he's he's shooting me, I'm behind a rock, but you can see, it, yeah, it makes sense. Uh, but with yeah, with crafting, it's like. Everything is so. It's it feels very emotionally charged. If that's like your character's oh, defining thing. Okay, so like, so you you guys have had like actual you guys have had actual characters that basically just do crafting. Is that what I'm getting? What? I mean, yeah. I'm playing that character right now. <laughs> I mean, I guess tell me about these characters first. What? Um. So, but my current character I'm doing that is um. I've only just begun. Uh, we're playing a Ravnica game from the new uh, new book, and so I've decided to join the the Izzet League, which uh their whole um their whole whole shtick is basically they're a bunch of mad scientists. Uh, oh. And uh, that's a great setting to play a crafting oh, character. Yeah, yeah, and I've just sort of like decided that I've just been like drawing um contraptions and showing my dungeon master and saying, "Does this work?" And he's like, "Yeah, sure. All right, cool. I have a bee grenade now." <laughs> What? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, what? You've got what? A bee grenade. I mean, yeah. I like I can guess what it does, but <laughs> it's still I still had to get it reiterated for me. Would would you like me to explain the mechanism? It's quite simple. Yes. <laughs> okay, so um we're relying on the sort of the rule that like when you take a wand, which can basically a wand basically just cast spells. But when you take a wand and you break it, 
all of the spells are released at once. This is not a thing in 5th edition. It was a thing in older editions, and we decided to incorporate it into this game. That's rad, and I will use that in the future. It's great for a 1 to 5 balls. It's real cool. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so the idea with this, um, uh, this grenade is it has a wand inside the mechanism, and then around it is um, sort of uh, acid suspended in glass. <laughs> and so when you throw it against a hard object, all the acid breaks. And it destroys this wand, and this wand is a wand of um, uh, conjure animals, oh. <laughs> namely bees. Yeah. Uh, and so when it breaks, you end up with I think twenty eight swarms of bees. That's a lot of bees. <laughs> That's hey. a lot of bees. That's a, That's whole a lot, lot of bees. Of bees. And thus the bee grenade. I mean, yeah, you know what? I fucking so. Okay, so what was the process for like crafting that? Like, what I, did you do in I, game? Uh, I've yet to build it. I've just sort of shown my dungeon master the uh, the idea. We haven't gone that far in, but basically, um, basically, it's just stuff that happens in downtime and spending gold. Yeah. So I've yeah I've never I've never had anyone make like craft things in games. So is it just like you're like I want to make this thing and then do a series of checks? And if so, what are the checks? What do you do? Regale me with your tales. <laughs> I just spilled a well, lot yeah. of hot chocolate on me. <laughs> but go on. <laughs> What I'm uh, the game I'm currently playing. There are no checks involved, but I'm not the dungeon master in that. Um, uh, so it's, what, I, what I'd probably do is I'd probably use um, the rules in Xanathar's Guide to Everything as a good starting line because there are yeah, there are rules for crafting in that book, um, which is something I feel like everybody forgets. But um, uh, I might add some checks for appropriate items when I think it's appropriate. If I think that this is a particularly challenging item or an item which has a certain level of risk involved in making it. So maybe like it might blow up in your face. Mm-hmm. Uh, it already does have um, uh, random checks. Uh, it's not random checks. It's like you roll on a random table to see if there's a complication. Okay. But those, it's not the same as a check, basically. Why, why yeah. not? Because there's no like ability score involved. Oh. It's just like, it's just like... A, you roll on a random table and something bad might happen, like uh, a rival steals your design halfway through making it or something like that. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the voice for the rest of it. I hope you guys enjoy this fucking delight for your earballs. Like, how many of these do you do per item creation, essentially? I'm going to get it out. Because uh, <gasps> I think it's I think it's dependent on a few things. I need to get a jingle that's just like... Learning the rules with Kai. Uh, a what? Shh, just go with it. So I'm looking specifically at magic item crafting right now, but there's a bunch of different ones for all sorts of crafting. Like, uh, uh, oh, it's not, oh, it's not just crafting, it's, it's all sorts of downtime activities. So there's a thing for pit fighting, there's a thing for crime, there's a thing for just relaxation, religious service. The, the one we're all here for is crafting magic items. So basically, uh, the, the quick version is, depending on the rarity of the item you're making, it takes between 1 and 50 weeks and costs fi- uh, between 50 and uh, 100,000 gold pieces. Okay. With a bunch of things in between. And um, for every five work weeks you spend on an item, uh-huh. you roll on this um, crafting complications table. It's just, a, it's just a simple D6 table. You could roll one of them and it's just like, a dwarf clan ex- accuses you of stealing its secret law uh, to fuel your work. Some of those lines. Okay. And you have to deal with that now. <laughs> deal with that <laughs> how does this like fit in like i think that's one of the things that i struck with like how does this fit into a campaign like uh from ones that i've written and ones that i do like there's not necessarily a lot of like 
you know, whatever, whatever it was, like 300 weeks to sit down and make an item. <laughs> like, Well, this, this sort of thing assumes that you are spending downtime maybe between adventures. Yeah, um, and I would I would uh, point out that like uh, every other rule <laughs> in all, all tabletop games, uh, it can be completely ignored uh, for <gasps> the purpose of the story. That's why this is my cousin. That's why this is my cousin. <laughs> Ignore the rules. Fuck everyone. Woo! I, um, one of the GMs I've been playing with uh, is very much a proponent of ignore all the rules, squint at stuff, play the game. Uh, that's <laughs> that's like his motto, um, and uh, it's 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 working pretty well. Yeah, mm. <laughs> I like that. The other thing you can do if you are staying within these rules, and you don't, and I've seen like every GM has their own crafting rules. But if you are staying within these rules, one of the things you can do is you can hire laborers or skilled laborers, or just like work with fellow party members. Basically, like work together with people and uh, just sort of divide the time it would take by the amount of people involved. I like that. And even with something like that, you can just turn it into a. Uh five-minute montage where you uh, play Eye of the Tiger while you describe <laughs> crafting the badass sword. See, like, that's good. You know. um, so, okay, I guess speaking of uh, every every DM having a different way to do crafting, what are your guys' ways of doing crafting? Uh, where's my... Oh, God, where's my D4? I found my D4. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward D4 to it hitting Ismay and then... <laughs> mine is, like, mine is yeah. no. Yeah. Uh, next. <laughs> um, well, first off, we've got our sweet good boy, Alfred. Ah, um, yeah. so yeah, I mean, I, so I, I haven't, I haven't had that much, um, crafting in, in my games. I have had one person who was like into herbalism and alchemy. So I basically just grabbed a homebrew off, um, online on the DMs Guild. I think it's, yeah, I think it's, I, I, I think it kind of had a lot, um, to the game. Um, it's kind of something that I just don't touch unless a player specifically brings it up. Um, and then I will in between sessions, <laughs> um trying to come up with a bunch of rules um yeah it's tough it's tough like like in a lot of ways i think it is something that is not it's not really conducive to the core game of D D. like going on adventures like like you're supposed to be finding magic items not like slaving away for three months <clears throat> building one um oh, yeah but yeah but it can but it, but it can also be a source of um more adventures and um and it can be part of like character character narratives and um have big character moments and stuff this the system in the rules is pretty good because basically all it says is like you have to spend about this much gold and about this much time to make something of about this power level or whatever mm-hmm. um and that like and i think it's good that it's just kind of a guideline and i wouldn't um have something much more fine-grained than that i like to have um players come up with creative ways to um uh like creative ways that magic would be used in crafting it like like the stuff like the stuff like um creating something under a full moon or something uh yeah. like a, that's something a player can just come up with as an idea for how they're going to affect the magic that they're using and you can just kind of uh, run with it when you come up with what they're doing i, I like i like randomness as well um the 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 complications is table is pretty fun i really like um some of the tables in the dmg um there is uh, a bunch of stuff about artifacts um which are artifacts are like the really unique powerful magic weapons um but they have mm-hmm. some these like tables of extra properties for artifact weapons that you can just roll on um and i always thought that was that would be that would be a fun thing if someone's just making something and doesn't know like i th- i think i think a lot of the fun is like you if you if you don't know exactly what it's going to do right uh yeah. before you finished it um i like that it's in one of the first drizzt books i think 
I don't know if anyone here has read those, but they're not read them, but I've no. heard of them. But there's like this whole scene of like this this Drizzt's mate, this dwarf guy, like making a magic hammer <laughs> for him or something, and yeah, it's it's yeah, like he, he doesn't really know what it's gonna be. He's just kind of doing it and all this yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ma- random magic stuff and weird powders and yeah i don't know it's 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 a fun scene and then he gifts it to this person and yeah i don't know random bullshit that's that's my name (laughs) and my game but yeah so there's they the so there's um tables for like major uh, i mean uh detrimental and like positive properties for a thing though there's also like the quirks table if you know in um if you for the dm when the dm's creating a magic item and i think those could be um reused but I, but yeah basically i've always liked the idea of um someone makes the item maybe like for each uh, weird magical like ma- bit of the ritual that they've they come up with creative like the, like the player and then give them mm-hmm. like an extra re-roll as you're going through the tables and then just like have a just like like go table by table and like let's see how many weird properties it has this many and then you know mm. they can they can use their re-rolls at any point in that process okay so that's my plan mm. for magic items <laughs> That's good, I like it. Sounds good to me. Uh, next up for advices is, uh, that's gonna be Harry. I think, really, the role of crafting varies so much based on, like, the genre of your game. And, like, even in D&D, you can have a lot of different genres, like the classic adventure or horror or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and in an adventure, I, I agree with Alfred that it's, like, sometimes not the, the general, like, theme of the game to, like, be crafting it's not supposed to be job simulator um (laughs) but i think um crafting has a really interesting role in horror games specifically because sometimes like you're trapped in this place or like you need to be in this place and do something but you don't have the right thing and you need to get somewhere to do that um (laughs) and uh, a game that i uh play and sometimes run eclipse phase is like sci-fi horror and there are Every, the way you get stuff is by nanofabricating it. <laughs> you just you just like have a a crazy 3D printer make you a bomb or whatever Good. you need. <laughs> but like you need specific facilities to do that. So it can be like an interesting MacGuffin or like <laughs> target to get to that place in a horror game. Uh-huh. Um, as far as like adventuring goes, I think crafting can be really cool as a series of quests. Right, like, mm-hmm. like we already mentioned yeah. uh, that might have been before the episode started, but Lord of the Rings, yeah. right, where like they got all the parts of the sword. Like, <laughs> you could make a quest of being like, oh, now we got to go find like this part of the sword, and now we got to go find this part of the sword. They've all been scattered to the four winds, and you need mm-hmm. to go and find them. And once you have them all, like, it requires maybe like a little bit of work, but not fifteen weeks or whatever, yeah. because that's not like you know we're here to play. An adventure, yeah, not yeah. blacksmithing simulator 2018. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I, lastly, me and my girlfriend are currently writing a role-playing game system. Nice. And the way we have treated crafting in that, we, we do acquisitions and, like, getting stuff differently in that game. Uh, it's There is no money. Like, you don't get money. Okay. You have a, a resources stat, which represents money and connections and coupons or whatever you're <laughs> hoarding in your bag. Uh, but you basically roll a check on that with some pluses or minuses based on rarity. And if you succeed, you get the item. If you don't succeed, you don't get the item. 
and sometimes horrible things can go wrong, like you're shanked by the mafia because okay. you pissed them off during trying to like find <clears throat> the magic sword or whatever. Yeah. Um, but we basically have crafting as a subsection of that where you just use different stats to acquire things, mm-hmm. like your intelligence to make a magic item instead yeah. of resources to buy a magic item. Okay. So you can you can kind of abstract it into a similar thing if you already abstract getting stuff. There's a lot of ways to deal with it. Cool. Uh, next up. Ah, oh, sweet guys, it's me. Okay, so I think that a new boyfriend contender is the Thrykeen. Cream, Thrykeen, sorry. Uh, pros on the Thrykeen as your new boyfriend. Uh, two extra arms for hugging. Two extra hug arms. Mm-hmm. Very good. Got a bug head. Interesting. Not necessarily great, but interesting, if nothing else. <laughs> good to draw. Good for portraiture. <laughs> right, yeah. And, like, you got, they got, like, those cool, like, backwards knees, you know? Got those good backwards knees. Uh, also, cool loincloth thing going on. Also, in their abilities, very good boyfriend abilities. One, it's just called Thrycreen uh, communication. Thrycreen employ a language without words. That's cute. That's like they've got like a like they're all connected. That's lovely. How does that look? I don't know. Look, don't ask me. I'm doing things right. I'm talking about no, my new well, boyfriend, but, the Thrycreen. But Isma, 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 what does that yes. mean? A language without words. Well, what is that? Well, I mean, they're kind of anti. It might be pheromone based. Um, guys. Uh, it is the Thrykring clicks its mandibles and weighs its antenna. So, very sexy. So. It's like semaphore. <laughs> yeah, sure, whatever okay, that is. So, so I, I feel like um, if any of you had heard about this before, it probably would have been brought up by now. But um, <laughs> there's actually, on the dark sides of the internet, uh, Thrykring erotica. <gasps> I mean, well, I'm going to look it... that up now. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that was that's true of everyone in the monster, the the, the yeah. boyfriend manual, boyfriend yeah. guide. <laughs> yeah, but this is like this is like ancient four chan history oh, of like is. strange, strange things. Ooh, bad! I, I like it. Yeah, I, <laughs> I I had a friend who played a Thrykreen, and we never let him let it, live it down because of that. That's so good. They've also got. Like, they're not prone to emotional outbursts, which is nice. They got, like, a nice temperament. Uh, they also don't... Guys, they don't sleep a lot. Wink! Um, on the bad side, um, Thrykreen uh, consider all li- other living beings as potential nourishment and love the taste of elf flesh in particular. So not great. So, like, there are some yeah, downsides. Yeah, you know, there's, there's, there's one downside, but there was a whole list of upsides, so, you know. Yeah, like... If we're gonna like go on just like numbers alone, Thrycreen, excellent boyfriend material. <laughs> Fucking good. We're just going to like just take this and run with it. Thrycreen is my new boyfriend. Uh next up it's Kai. Uh what is your either thoughts on Thrycreen or um more boringly, the crafting thing that we're supposed to be talking about. Yeah, so crafting. Um oh, like- fine. <laughs> Like Alfred and, and Harry mentioned, um, uh, genre is very important, and um, that's why I've decided to heavily implement rules for crafting in my game, because that's just sort of where it ended up. Um, okay. I've, I've, I've created, I created a very sandbox game, very player-driven, and um, 
my players basically decided to not do a ton of adventuring, and it's largely <laughs> shopping and gambling <laughs> oh and fishing God. and traveling from town to town, talking to pirates and a lot of magic item creation. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. It's, it's so fun. I love that game. It, so- it sounds very slice of life. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, it really is. That's so good. Yeah. <laughs> It's very nice. The stakes are sort of getting a bit raised now, but yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like that they're like, oh, D&D, a game where you do, like, endless adventuring. No, we're good. Let's just, like, chat been, to people. They've fought some gnolls and they've done some military espionage, but it's not really been the focus of it. Yeah, so, no. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. That's very good to me. <laughs> but yeah, because of that, I've put, I had a heavy influence on um, uh, crafting, particularly as one of, my, uh, one of the players in this game. Uh, is playing an artificer, so they, they really want to make as many items as possible. Just because, like, I could, I as the DM could, like, distribute magic items out in the loot and all that, or I could let the players pick the ones they want to, they want to use. Like, let the, them customize their own armor. Yeah. And so I've basically been using the, the rules from Xanathar's Guide to Everything, uh, but as I said before, where appropriate, I might include a check if I think this is a particularly, um, difficult item or, or a dangerous one to make. Mm. On the note of dangerous items, I one thing I would highly recommend is just giving your players dangerous materials to work with. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. In oh in, in last week's game, um, the players both got access to some some anthrax. Oh Jesus! <laughs> and also asbestos, which was fun. Why? <laughs> How do, they, well, okay, how do they just get a hold of the things? They're just like, oh, here's some anthrax that I just found lying about my mum's kitchen. What are you talking okay. about? Okay, so the wizard of the party uh, had it specially ordered from the Gnome Secret Service. Um, oh my god. And the um, the couple of Fido was trying to construct a spiked barrel that he would get inside and then set on fire and then roll down a hill I don't understand the logic, but that's what was happening. Yeah, yeah. And he wanted to, he wanted an insulator so he wouldn't set on fire. <laughs> and I was just there thinking, like, well, asbestos is a great insulator. Oh my and God, for the longest part of history, nobody really knew it was poisonous. So in my D D world, nobody knows it's poisonous. Oh my god. Uh, and so he just went down to the local alchemist and bought some. <laughs> As you do. Oh my god. <laughs> Fucking okay. <laughs> <laughs> Your game sounds so fucking buck wild, my dude, but like... <laughs> I do yeah. like that. It's also just like in a world where not just the players make metal and magic items, but just like crafting and engineering, uh, both magical and sort of scientific based is just very common um, because I really like that stuff. Like, uh, um, for example, like people have just made magical computers. Yeah. Oh yeah, you were talking about that. What the fuck are you talking about, though? Okay, it's pretty simple. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, there's, there's two types of magical... Oh, sorry, there's three types of magic computer. One of which is mechanical-based. It's basically... A computer is effectively a canning machine. People can make... Uh, um, people have made mechanical uh, canning machines. You could look them up. They, they exist yes, in the life. difference engine. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Ha ha. Ha ha. It usually involves a lot of rolling balls and, um, and stuff. You, like, shut up. <laughs> uh, of course, it being a magical world, they um, they enchant all these surfaces to be frictionless and also use um, sort of demiplanes with portals all over the place, so it doesn't take up nearly as much space as it needs to. I, I should preface, in this world, the, um, the three different types of gnomes, rock gnomes... 
forest gnomes and Snefneblin are the most technologically and arcanely advanced people in the world. Uh, so that's what the um, the rock gnomes do. They build these mechanical contraptions. The forest gnomes they um, they use the the powers of magical botany, <laughs> and they so um, all of their technology is based uh, on the fact that they just grow it from trees. Mm. And uh, this is a thing in real life. Um, trees. Certain, in certain forests, there is this um, fungal network. Uh, that connects the roots of all these trees. Oh, yeah. And um, scientists have, uh, have likened it to an internet for trees because That's a tree so might uh, might have some sort of stimulus happening to them. Like, let's say, like, a uh, a deer comes over and eats the tree and the tree's like, ah, oh, fuck, there's a deer! And they panic. Uh, and um, they, they have all of their chemical responses. But because the um, this fungus is connecting the roots, that detects the chemical response of the tree and transmits a signal to all of the other trees it's connected to. And all of the other trees realise that there's a deer eating this first tree. And they can get all their, their um, sort of chemical responses ready for that. Yeah. Mm. They can even, like, send nutrients to dying trees or yeah. things like that. It's, it's pretty cool. As opposed to what it sounds like would happen is like, oh, God, I'm dying because of this deer. And then all the other trees get the message and they're like, oh, shit. Guess I'll just stay here <laughs> because of a tree. <laughs> Sorry to hear about that, man. Oh, dunk. <laughs> Oop. There's a misconception about trees that they're sort of like passive and can't really do anything. No, they're because like, they're um... trees, Kai! <laughs> Kai, no, because trees, they're trees! Trees are aware when they're being eaten by stuff, and they might decide to, like, draw nutrients away from those leaves that are being eaten so that they, they don't lose too much. They might make those leaves more bitter so that they don't want to be eaten. Um, some plants, when they're eaten by caterpillars, they release a pheromone which attracts wasps, which eats the caterpillar. That's fucking good. Uh, That's a good one. Trees are not defenseless. Yeah. I love this. Uh, oh no. Trees are great. Pretty defenseless against a chainsaw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have none of that one out. Take that, nature. One nil. Fuck <laughs> yeah. nature. Your, your reign over this planet has gone on long enough. Now it's time for people, I guess. Yeah. But the point is, the gnomes have uh, taken this system and hijacked it for their own use. They um, augment it and uh, change it so that it can... Um, they they can input their own inputs, I guess, uh, and um, receive receive an output uh, after it goes through this uh, this 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 computer system as um, bioluminescent flashes, which a specially trained interpreter can can read. And lastly, there's the Snefleblin or the Deep Gnomes, which is my favourite version of this, and is probably the most um, uh, the, the most like D and D core rules way I've come up with like making a computer in D and D. Um, which is basically, they harness the power of illusion magic, specifically the programmed illusion spell, which is one of my favorite spells. Mm -hmm. Um, just because the way it works is you, um, you set a, when you cast a spell, you set a condition, and that condition can be anything you want. And once that condition's met, it creates this illusory image, and it can last for a while and take up a large space if you want it. And so basically, uh, it's based on the principle of, the fact that the um, the program the condition for the program illusion could just be another programmed illusion. <laughs> Jesus. So um, <laughs> I see where you're going yeah. with this. Yeah, that's so pretty you, cool. Yeah. So you could very very easily set up a Boolean logic gate system, mm. uh, <laughs> or or honestly any kind of um, any kind of system, yeah. um, just by having different illusions happen under different circumstances, which causes. That specific illusion, maybe it's tied to its location, maybe it's tied to the colour or the shape of it, uh, and that um, triggers another, basically, in the next line of the code, and you, you can get this uh, computer going. It's a very expensive computer to make because uh, 
it costs like a seventh level spell to cast every time. So it might, it might be slow going to set one up, but yeah. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Still pretty sweet. Holy Christ. Uh, <laughs> in Amazing news. Finally, I found um, some, like, Thrycreen porn. It's taken a long time. <laughs> like, nothing came up when I typed in Thrycreen erotica. Nothing came up when I typed in th- Thrycreen rule 34. Nothing came in with Thrycreen hot. Nothing <laughs> came in with, thri- like, a lot of things. You have to type in Thrycreen sexy, um, and you get some. It's not as, like... Do you want me to link you to the erotica? Yes, I do, my cousin. I do want that. Why do you even have to ask? Where where should I send it to you? On Facebook, obviously. (laughs) Publicly. Post it publicly on my wall. I'll just post it on your page. Yes. I I will probably be like, yes, this is my cousin sharing with me some Dungeons & Dragons (laughs) pornography. Thank you. Have a nice day, the internet. God. (laughs) Ugh. Anyway, what were you talking about? A computer thing? That was fun. Yeah. um, (laughs) I was so defeated. (laughs) It's very good. Yeah, I, I like I like having I like the uh, using big systems of crafting as the kind of um, kind of um, world building stuff. It's very cool. Uh, I do I, I really like where you, um, you you made a point about like essentially crafting is giving players the ability to customize their characters specifically. Like if if they want to have a character with a specific cool weapon that does a specific cool thing, then um, that's kind of the way to do it. And and, and yeah, I think it is. I think it is is actually quite really valuable as a yeah just a way for people to go from random shit and gold that they found in a dungeon and then like selling all of that off and then making something specific it's cool i i also think that like magic item crafting is just a really great way to give players magic items in a non-contrived way of like (laughs) yeah yes you walk into this dungeon and find one magic item specifically suited to each of you yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, that's that makes sense. Um, <laughs> yeah. Whereas, like, if you have, uh, if the character is willing to share, uh, which of course is a <laughs> could be a problem, um, then you can just have that be the source of magic items and just have them be able to make them. Like, <laughs> what is this noise? I think it's really dry green erotica. <laughs> you alright? <laughs> I just read I mean, this sentence. This is a sentence that was uh, fucking. Hit, hit it. I just read. I'm crying a lot, so I can't see it. Oh my god! I read the sentence. Feathery sensory organs brushed over the surface of my scrotum. <laughs> oh god! This is the greatest well. thing I've ever seen. Oh, I'm crying so much. Keep going. Okay. <laughs> You know, when, I, when it comes to re- writing erotica, I always think that scrotum is one of the sexiest words you can use. <laughs> the sexiest word of oh, scrotum. Yes. Oh my god, that's so good. This is the greatest thing in the world. Fuck me, goddamn. Okay. I'm just not sure if feathery is the right word for like uh, an insect antenna. <laughs> That doesn't seem like, right to me. I feel like a lot of this doesn't seem right to me, Kai, but like, here have, we have are. You, have you gone to the part about the drumsticks? No! I've just, I've been what? like, just like, picking random <laughs> phrases that have caught my eyeball, and that was one of them, obviously. I mean, come on. <laughs> one of one of the words uh, used frequently in that particular uh, piece of writing is drumsticks. Oh, 
good. Mm. Oh, God, this is so good. This is the greatest thing I've ever read. Okay. Spoiler alert, the main character does get their head eaten at the end. (laughs) (laughs) I was just getting to that bit. (laughs) Spoilers. I gave you a spoiler alert. You could have muted. I could have, but it was very fat. Okay, I guess I'll still fucking read it no matter what. It's fine. I'll enjoy the journey even though I know where the destination is. Hello there, nerds. Welcome to the middle of the podcast break chat with Ismay. How you doing there, my dudes? We're going to go over a couple of things and let you get back to the episode. It's going to get a lot more um, boyfriendy. <laughs> so right now we're in the festive holiday spirit time. So things are going to be a little bit different over the next couple of weeks because I'm going to be going home. So for the Christmas to see my family because I have not seen them in 5,000 years. So there's not going to be a live show of Crit Chat for the next uh, three weeks, I think. But we're going to have two very special episodes, one being our Christmas one and one being our New Year's one, which is going to be a Crit Chat year in review because we started up early in the year last year. So this is kind of our yearly review and we're going to see, we're going to see all the things that we've done so far. The Christmas one is going to have some advice. It's also going to have some extra cool, fun stuff involved. Um, The New Year's one is not going to be advice, but it is going to be very, very funny. So look forward to those. Also, uh, Half Damage's uh, Christmas episode or holidays episode, or more accurately, it's Winter Song episode, uh, is going to be coming up the day before Christmas. Uh, So if you want to listen to that, you should go and do it. Uh, It is... So heartwarming and hilarious, um, but the gang did ruin Christmas for me with their constant monkey shines. But there's a lot of really, really cool things in that episode. Um, I don't want to spoil anything, but if you like the, the stylings of our crit chatters, then I feel like you should like it. And if you like original music, maybe go ahead and check it out. We got some plugs for you at the end, so stick around and we will tell you about some cool things that all of us are doing. If you want to find us over on Crit Chat, you can find us at facebook.com forward slash crit chat, all one word, and twitter.com forward slash crit underscore chat. And talk to us on there. That could be, that could be a good Christmas gift. If you want to give Crit, crit Chat a, if you want to give Crit Chat a Christmas gift, go over and talk to us on there or share us from there and tell people about us. Give, give other people the gift of Crit Chat this Christmas. You can find our Discord and link in the description as with the links to everything else. Uh, you can find Crit Chat, as I've said, on all the podcast apps. Uh, you can also find us on iTunes if you search Crit Chat under podcasts and leave a five-star review for our good, good show. And if you want, you can find us and help us out on patreon.com forward slash Crit Chat. Again, all one word. Um, and that would help us out. You can do as little as a dollar a month and it helps us get all our things out there and helps us do some cool things in the future that I have planned vaguely. <laughs> So yeah, no live shows for the next couple of weeks, but uh, we will see you on Saturdays when I bring out these episodes, um, taking a little break one of the weeks um, so that I can have a Christmas week because making four podcast episodes in the span of one week is the most trying thing of all time, especially when two of them are very hard and intensive, but I'll make it work. Fuck it. I'll sleep when I'm dead. Um, But yes, thank you all for listening. Get ready for some boyfriend goodness. So we were talking about crafting. Yeah, what were you doing? Okay, sorry. What if you could craft a a boyfriend? Some kind of. (gasps) It would do a little something like this. Hey, you know, like Warforged are a pretty cool. uh... That's what I'm saying. Yes.
Oh my or god. Or just golems. What checks would you have to do to craft uh, craft a Warforged boyfriend? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm glad we've managed to find a way for Ismay to get into this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. Thank you. I'm, we lured her back in. I'm back in game. If we're talking <laughs> specifically in Eberron, I'm, pr- I'm trying to remember the exact details, but I think Warforged was sort of created in somewhat mysterious circumstances, and I think they have souls, and nobody quite knows how to do it again. Yeah, they do. So you might yeah. be able to out of luck there. Um, well, okay, well, but... What if, but, but, like, but, what if the mysterious but. circumstances are I mysteriously wanted a boyfriend? Hi. <laughs> well, it's, it's like, let me tell. What, what about golems? That's. Uh, I don't think that counts as a boyfriend if it's soulless. I mean, the, the, a golem is soulless, uh, right? That's the definition. Yeah. No, they literally uh, have a soul. No, they have part, a soul. Part of the oh, creating nice. golem is you take the so, this like the spirit of an earth elemental, rip it out of the said elemental, <laughs> and put it in the golem. Okay. <laughs> well, first off, I need to find which kind of golem because there's lots of different kinds of golem. Mm. Yeah, so there's so, four like, on the main core rules. There is uh, iron golem, uh, yeah. the biggest and heaviest and biggest of all of them. These do sound uh, like good words. You've got like, you've got like my buzzwords that I'm into. Yes. Uh, the stone golem, the one with the coldest exterior but the largest heart. <laughs> oh no! Oh god, this is like the Bachelor. I'm all, I'm fucking shook. Okay. The clay golem. Sort of a um, sticky a boy, bit slimy, but yeah, has a bit, like uh, a slimy sticky boy. All right, you just bake them a little bit, and it's okay. fine. And is deeply religious. Oh, okay. I think that we've, right. we've ruled our first one out. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think I'm good. And finally, you have the um, the gruesome and terrifying Ooh. flesh golem. Still in, <clears throat> Still in the running. That was the first thing I was about to say when you said, what type of golem? I was like, surely it's going to be a flesh golem. A flesh golem. I mean, like, it does sound the Carnal. most like you've made it for porn reasons. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. Do you want it, like, if are we going, like, like, I think it's what we're talking about is if we're making a boyfriend golem or a fuck golem. Yeah. <laughs> like... Because, like, I'm, I'm... Why not have one for I each? I know, right? Like, I'm feeling Iron Golem, like... Because, like, they're real big, bulky. Real big and bulky. And I do enjoy that. That's very good. Would give excellent cuddles. They are sort of a little bit on fire on the inside, so keep that in mind. Ooh. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Yes. Got a little bit of a fire to them. Oh, I'm in. Okay. (laughs) So, Iron Iron Golem is official boyfriend golem. (laughs) All right. So, Ismay, if you want to create an Iron Golem, you're going to have to find yourself a manual of golems. It is a wondrous item with a very rare... uh, Rating. Uh, okay. Specifically, an iron of flesh golems. It is the uh, sorry, a, a, um, a, a manual of iron golems. It is the rarest of all, oh, all four of the. Of course, uh, it is. Of course, of course, your of choice golems. is the the rarest one. Right, like finding finding a boyfriend is hard, no matter what. <laughs> Even if you create it from scratch, God, it's so difficult to find a good boyfriend. Oh, it's God so damn. fucking perfect that it was the rarest one. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> to oh. decipher this, um. To decipher this manual, you must be a spellcaster <laughs> that has at least two fifth-level spell slots or more. Oofy, um, If you are not uh, one of these spellcasters and you attempt to read the manual of Iron Golems, you will take 66 psychic damage. So be careful <laughs> of that. I mean, it's the emotional strain of going through, trying to get a boyfriend, not working out. Being so close so and yet close so, so far. far. <laughs> Once you are able to decipher this this manual, it will then take uh, 100,000 gold pieces of materials and 120 days to construct said iron golem. 
God, that's so much time. Oh, God. But this is literally the only way to find a boyfriend. Like, I can't, I mean, I've yeah. not found another way so far. Apart from my Thrykreen boyfriend. I, oh, I've got so many boyfriends. Yeah, I think the Thrykreen is starting to be a come a better option I here. I mean, yeah. remember, like, look, I described to you why the Thrykreen is the perfect boyfriend. But, like, again, apart from the desire for human flesh. Well, elven flesh, but also human flesh, you know? Mostly elves, but also humans. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're, like... That's kind of, like, they don't discriminate. That's nice. They do, though. They discriminate against elves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I try. Like, the trick Good might try, be though. just to always surround yourself with as, me- with as many elves as possible. Oh, well, wait, but no, but then, then my... Then it'll always my, be my full good... before it gets to you. Then you can oh, have nice boyfriend good, times. But, like, that wandering eye, though. You know, they'll <laughs> always be looking at the elf. Instead of me. <laughs> Only when they're hungry. <laughs> I mean, yeah, okay. You know I, what? I'll, I'll pass on that. If like, there are other like and um sort of like constructs that you could potentially date. Yes, ha- which ones? They have less personality to them. Uh, these are the animated objects. Uh, they include the animated armor, the flying sword, and the rug mm. of smothering. Okay, let me tell you why all of these are bad. I mean, what? one of those is definitely a kink. <laughs> I don't know. Animated object just sounds like a uh, fantasy version of like a vibrator yeah, or something like, like that. Yeah, like bringing in my fantasy vibrator, and there we go. But like the animated armor, like you you lose them all the time. You know, is that actual armor? Is that my boyfriend? It's really difficult <laughs> to sort the sword. I don't know what to do with. I don't. I can't even go into depth about why I don't want a sword boyfriend. Um, the like rug of smothering. Alpha does bring up a good point, but I was thinking, but like, I feel like they'd also be more of like a smothering, like partner, you know, like they're always just smothering you. And I'm like, I need my space yeah. though. Look, babe, I need my space. Uh. Also, um, if you were ever sm- smothered by the rug of smothering, you're going to take 2d6 plus 3 bludgeoning damage. So yeah, maybe not. Bludgeoning? Okay. Why, why bludgeoning? <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, I yeah. guess there's no like smother damage like that would be the only time that it's been- well no why not drowning rules because who wants to crack out drowning rules in that kind of circumstance uh, the creature is grappled uh until the grappled ends the target is restrained blinded and at risk of suffocating no never mind oh, there, there you go back, it, is it went there. back to sexy we're good okay <laughs> all right so so speaking of constructs um how about uh, the inevitables Ooh, what are they you familiar with those no they are basically the uh planar versions of uh the terminator that go after people who break cosmic laws, like com- coming back from the dead, and oh, um, they're they're endlessly sexy. This one has there's so many six packs on these boys. They all <laughs> oh have yeah, they're fucking they're ripped to shit. Holy Christ! Like I said, uh, Terminator. You got skinny fit. You got fucking like built fit. You got big boy fit. Oh my god, these are these are the winner. Wait, these so are what, the winner. what was the name of these? <laughs> the, inevitables. the inevitables. Okay. Yeah. There's also the new one, the 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 Marut, which is just has like it's basically one big eye and a bunch of arms. Not okay, a bunch of arms, okay, but... Kai, you have to look. <laughs> I've got three. I'm looking at three very good inevitable boyfriends that have like ripped six packs. You have to do better than an eye with arms. <laughs> the stakes have been raised. How does one make one of these then? Like, I think I'm pretty sure you have to be Mechanus. They're they're made in automated factories in Mechanus. Uh huh. That's good. <laughs> 
basically what what we're saying is you don't need to make them. You just need to go to Mechanus and steal one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that right there, that's a crafting adventure yeah, exactly. right there. We, we oh, go there. Like, you you want to be careful. These are effectively oh. angels, but instead of yeah. for good, they're for law, and so they're no pushovers. Hell yeah. I yeah. just got to steal one before it's programmed. Do Problem I? Solved. Or do we have, like, a good, like, ooh, I've been a bad girl kind of thing going on? <laughs> like, we got a lot of options. I don't know. If, if you define uh, being a naughty girl as violating the laws of space and time, <laughs> then uh, yes. <laughs> to, to be fair, the naughtiest of girls, yeah. <laughs> I, I really, I really don't think they'd go for that. They're very much letter of the law sort of guys. Well, like, look, okay. Like we're 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 reaching the first off. I cannot believe that. Like I know that it's my own podcast, and I did like we've set the rules of what we're doing beforehand. But like I can't believe that I have subverted it into make Ismay a boyfriend stream, which is very good in so many ways. It's it's still very nominally uh, the the right topic. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, okay, much. we'll we'll bring it we'll bring it back. So like okay, so if if your 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 player comes to you, I'm your player. Hi, uh, my DM. Um, I, uh, want to make a boyfriend and I want it to be, um, this. And I show you my sweet, sweet boyfriend, the inevitable. Um, and I'm like, okay, how, how do I go about making a this? What would you guys say? I mean, it's CR20, so, oh, sorry, CR25, so, no. No, I'm very powerful, though. I'm really, 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 really powerful. (laughs) Uh, how about, how about an Iron Cobra instead? What does it look like? It's a metal snake. <laughs> I, I I would say my response is uh is probably uh sure. Let's see where this goes. Yeah. Okay. So my favorite. Of course, DM. it's probably not going to have the stats of that. No. Okay. But like, I think we can make it work. Yeah. I'm not. I'm like. Also, I feel like I feel like Kai. What like yeah. your 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 problem right now with saying no to me is that you assume that I as a player I'm going to take this and be like haha now I have this unstoppable being that is going to be on our side I don't want him to come on adventures with us like it's going to be more of a stay at home boyfriend yeah yeah. Uh, yeah so like it's not going to be I love that idea yeah. can you imagine the like second level adventuring oh my party God. that like one of the players comes back home to their like, challenge rating twenty five <laughs> inevitable <Yes>. boyfriend <laughs> and the robots just like. How'd the trip go, honey? It's like, I don't know, the kobolds really kicked our ass. It's like, do you want me to help with that? No, I have to do this on my own, you know? And he's like, of course, I understand. I'm a very understanding, inevitable boyfriend. <laughs> it's supportive, supportive robot. Yeah. I understand. If that's the case, I think um, I think the way you'd have to approach this is, inevitable is a sort of, their whole idea is they um they enforce the laws of the universe. They, mm-hmm. they make sure that gravity keeps doing its thing. And if it steps out of line, well, it's going to get punched really hard. My boyfriend um, keeps gravity from doing the thing? Wow, my boyfriend's so good. So basically, you have to convince this inevitable that it being your boyfriend is one of the fundamental rules of nature. <laughs> and then I think you can do it. Charisma score of 30 right there. That's fucking great. Oh, God. Mm. If you can, if you can, if you can come up with a, a convincing enough proof, then right. Okay, so yeah, so we'd have to go on like a nice adventure where I don't know, I don't know how we go on an adventure to prove that I am as a girlfriend and and, and like the way that the world works. I, I'm not sure, but look, if anyone can do it, it's an adventuring party. 
That's true. It's very good. What if, okay, what if I wanted to like make one from scratch? I've already like I've input that. Like while I'm making it, I'm like, okay, instead of I want it to be always go out and like save the world, blah blah blah. I want it to be like sit go out, save the world, but then go back to my girlfriend. Like I've input that in its brain. It it does it does say that they are like programmed with these laws. Yeah. So I, I would say that would imply that they can be programmed in a different way. So, like, well, it depends I... on the nature of their programming, doesn't it? Yeah, so I'll just program it like that. The, well, sure. The creation process. What if, the, what if, the, what if the, the, the sort of the creation process sort of happens outside of linear time and their programming is sort of like fixed across... Uh, or, or if their programming is just like cosmic truth, I don't know. Yeah, it's cosmic it truth. Be. It can't be altered or changed because it doesn't, uh, it doesn't exist in the fourth dimension, let's say. Well, it's an experience duration. Well, I do like that on a uh, robot design level. I would say uh, that that's probably not what I would go with. Uh, yeah. For a, a player yeah. saying they wanted to do something like this, I would probably say that maybe the cosmic truth is what gives them the power that they have, but they can be reprogrammed and lose their power to make them my oh, boyfriend. It's easy enough to reprogram them. Yeah. You just have to isolate yourself from the fourth dimension as well. Um, fight. <laughs> there find you go. that moment in time uh, where it's programmed, change it throughout, uh, throughout its entire uh, history, and also probably break the whole universe as you do it. But that's and Now, the great part about that is that does necessitate breaking cosmic laws, so you'll probably <gasps> be getting even more inevitables. More <laughs> Just not in the way you want. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be after you try and kill you. Okay, well... But in a sexy way? <laughs> Which, I mean, dep- Yeah, right? Maybe? But in a sexy way, maybe. <laughs> Is it, what Could about be. a shield guardian? Oh, God. Kai, if I look this up and it is not even close to my fucking inevitable boyfriends, then I'm gonna, like, <laughs> you're off the podcast, Kai. Come on. It's it's a living shield, isn't it? Uh, sort of. Kai! It's got shield arms. <laughs> it's got he'll arms? Gi- he'll give you jewelry. He'll give me jewelry? That's pretty good. Ooh, yes. that's pretty good. That's pretty cool. Okay, okay, no, so- he's, he's more people-shaped than I thought. Now, now here's... Got Here's good my thought: is right, like <laughs> very stompy boy. I feel like constructs probably don't have any uh, inbuilt uh, concept of uh, monogamy, or I mean, not a problem any, for me. Like that, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah. this one absolutely does. Oh, it does. What? Yes. No. The uh, the wearer <laughs> of the uh... apparently fuck you, Harry. <laughs> this one's monogamous as hell. <laughs> <laughs> So the, sh- the shield guardian is tied to a, pe- uh, a necklace, basically, uh, or an amulet. Oh. And the person who wears the amulet, the shield guardian will protect with every fiber of their program. That's monogamous being. as hell. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, yes. now, now, that doesn't necessarily uh, mean that you can't have other constructs constructs on the side, right? That just means that they're going to be entirely dedicated to yeah. you. It could be like well, the shield so, guardian is monogamous. Like, d- d- doesn't speak exactly. Anything to wear of, but it but doesn't necessitate guardians. you being That's monogamous, good. right? So you can have your construct harem if you want. That, I mean, which <laughs> I do want. So bad is the thing, guys. Thank you for coming today on this episode <laughs> that we have dedicated to it making Ismay a boyfriend. <laughs> It was a bit touch and go for a while when Kai kept suggesting eyes with arms, <laughs> but we finally got there. We're, well, we're down to the final two. It's either going to be an inevitable or a shield guardian or both. You know what? Maybe do, both. Do you want one more? I've got one I more. I mean, yes. You know I want more. Both. All right. How about, now bear with me. Oh, God. The cadaver collector. 
Okay, you know I don't want them. Okay, now I have to look it up. Cadaver Collector 5e. What are you talking about? Oh, good action. Actually, no, he's very spiky and I'm, it's, uh, it's grown on me, actually. He's got a weird vibe that I've gone weirdly into. Okay, so the Cadaver Collector scours battlefields and picks up the, the, the recently deceased and spikes them onto oh, his... That's uh, very Shrike, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Onto his thorny body. Now, what he can do with these corpses is he can take their souls and uh, craft them into spectres, which he can use to do stuff, I guess. Oh, wait, are you saying he's a cra- he does crafting? He's a crafting character? Oh my god, we- we- <gasps> yes! we're Hold back. on. We've looped full circle. <laughs> Yay! Maybe, maybe the cadaver collector is how we make the Warforged boyfriend. <gasps> if he collects the souls, we can deposit yeah. into a Warforged. He's a boyfriend who makes more boyfriends. <laughs> he's a boyfriend-making boyfriend! <laughs> that's- that's- I think that's the yeah. opposite of monogamy, right? Yeah, right? <laughs> that's so creating good! More <laughs> Endless boyfriend. <laughs> nothing. Also, he's got a, a paralyzing breath, so if you're into that, there's oh. that too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Well, I guess with that, uh, <laughs> this has been a great episode. Uh, let's go over some plugs, I guess, is what we do now. Alfred, what you got? <laughs> okay, um- I, I, I stream on Twitch, right? Yeah, that's what I do yeah. sometimes. <laughs> it's twitch dot, uh, twitch.tv slash pennyblue. Um, I make, I'm, I'm kind of making games and stuff. Although I did also yeah. play a little bit of Resident Evil. Which oh, is cool. um, also, I want to plug the Patreon, um, our Patreon, <laughs> patreon.com slash critchat. Um, yeah. Uh, I think we, I think the voting has finished for the, um, for our, uh, open table D and D game, and I think it's going to be Space Adventures. Space um, Adventures, oh, hell yeah, which is cool. Um, nice. I think we might do, uh, yeah. So it'll it'll be kind of we'll be kicking off properly in the new year, I guess, at this point. Um, but um, yeah, hopefully, if yeah, if you if you if you follow on Twitter and stuff, um, there might be stuff about making characters. Um, but there'll be more announcements on the show as well. Nice, but yeah. So yeah, if you want to be a part of games, so you can play games with us, well very specific game but with lots of different people uh run by alfred then yeah hop over to our patreon and donate at any level and you will be invited to play D with us uh harry do you have anything yeah sure Sweet. um i guess probably the the thing i can plug is uh my band a couple of months ago released an ep oh, so sick. that is approaching music um wait is that the name of the uh, thing or your being no, 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 no. I'm, I'm just being very down on myself <laughs> okay. and our band. Uh, the, the music is good. The recording is potentially not. Um, <laughs> but if you're interested in giving it a try, it's uh, Sunlight Ammunition. Uh, you can find us on Bandcamp under Sunlight Ammunition. Nice. I will say, Approaching Music is a great name, too. Right. It's a really like, good band name, actually. Right. Yeah, write that down. Or, just, yeah, right. or just even an album name. Maybe that's the next one. Sure. That's Sunlight cool. Ammunition, Approaching Music. Nice. <laughs> oh, that's excellent. Uh, uh, Kai, what do you got for us? So I, uh, I, I run two other podcasts. Uh, the first one I'm going to mention is called uh, Brothers in Time. I do it with my my brother, and it is a Doctor Who fan cast. We uh, like to talk about Doctor Who. We really try to talk about <laughs> Doctor Who. We really do. It doesn't happen as much as it should, but we try. Uh, and I also do a um, another D&D podcast. It's called Between Scorch and Shade, and I do it with some of you lovely folks. Hello. Specifically, that's Alfred, uh, Ismay, Hello. Uh, Emily, and Adam Terry. Uh, but yeah, that's a that's a science fantasy sort of adventure. Um, 
Uh, you're going to make me put robot boyfriends in the night, you are. Yes! Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so you can go and check that out. Um, if you want, uh, you can go check me out on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash ATeacupGamer, where I do games and stuff. Uh, right now, I've got Mass Effect Andromeda, and I love Mass Effect, so I'm very excited to play it. Uh, mm. And I get lots of space girlfriends and space boyfriends, and I'm very excited. I think that that's it. Yeah, well, you can find uh, Crit Chat over on Twitter at crit underscore chat and talk to us there by tagging us or using the hashtag crit chat. Uh, you can like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash crit chat. All one word. And find us on those places. They're good. You can also find our Discord link in the description of wherever you're listening to this. Uh, you can find Crit Chat on iTunes by searching Crit Chat and Podcast and leave a five-star review for the five-star show. Or find us on all the good podcast apps. Uh, you can catch us live on Tuesdays at 5 p.m. GM or catch some podcast podcast apps on Saturdays. Until then, I've been Ismay. I've been Alfred. I've been Perry. Uh, <laughs> and I've been Kyle. <laughs> You've been listening to Chip Crew Crunch. You've been Crunch Bye! <laughs> Shit. <laughs>